Hey, Mr. Shoup, wow. Uh, you in this class too? I'm teaching it. No, no way! Put it on the time! Put it on the time! My girl likes to put it on the time! All right, have a seat. You're the lucky winner, Darn. Larry, cows of my ass. Where's Larry? He's, uh, nocturnal. Oh. Okay. Try to keep it down. <laughs> Francis Grimp. Oh, don't recall me that. The name is Chainsaw. As in Black and Decker? As in Texas Massacre. Oh. Yeah, that's in here. They got files. Pam House? Says here, you lack concentration. Pam? Hmm? Never mind. Jerome Watkins. Computer said I failed that test. The computer made an error. I recommend this time I pass. You're gonna do well, Jerome. I can feel it. Alan Ekian? Present, sir. Four brothers, two sisters, all straight-A students. What are you doing here? I assume there was some sort of a baby mix-up at the hospital. Rhonda Altabello. Here. Coming from C's to F's. What happened? Any other questions? No. Denise Green. What's that file say about me? Whatever it says, it's a lie. You want to know something about me? Ask me. I'm right here. What you want to know? Where my card keys? How would I know? Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing fantastic. The reason I'm doing fantastic is I got my boy, my homie, my co-host, Jameson, very good rabbit. How are you doing today, sir? Woo! I am doing excellent, Mike. It is. It has been a many moons since we were together. <laughs> the last time we were together, I had a job, son. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Oh man! So the last time we were together, man, uh, we were at the zoo together, man. Our, oh, yes. For the first time ever, my family and your family got together and we hung out for the whole day. It was pretty awesome, man. Yep. And just uh, us and us and a bunch of Amish people. Oh, we got to talk about them Amish folks. I got <laughs> I got slapped in the back of the head because I said something out loud. Because uh, when I uh, I drove up to where Jameson lives because Jameson doesn't live very far from the zoo. You know, you guys know I go there every year. And uh, this was uh, Jameson was the only one who knew about my job situation. And I hadn't told my wife yet because I knew if I told her that, hey, things aren't looking good at work, it would ruin our vacation. So we went up there and uh, I was waiting for Jameson to get off work. I think it was. But he's like, oh, you know, my family will be up there. It's all good. I'm like, yeah, I want to hang out with your family and you not show up. That's just great. Right. You know? And there was these Amish dudes that were a whole Amish family. There was like, what, six, seven of these guys? Oh, man, there was no, there was a ton because there was probably, man, there was a group. They were traveling in groups. Like there was like 10 young kids and then like a half a dozen like teenage age, 20 year old guys. And then another group of like that aged girls. And then the older folks, it was a whole pack of them. Oh, whole and, community. And what did I say out loud? I'm like, when I saw them, I was thinking some gangsters paradise, or <laughs> Amish paradise. And then my wife slaps me in the back of the head. She's like, don't say that too loud. I'm like, oh, my I've... boys were asking about their bowl cuts. Like what's up with all the bowl cuts? <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, when I, I, uh, we met up and then your wife, and kids showed up a little bit later. And it's funny, we were sitting down because my wife went to the gift shop. And you're like, how's it going, bro? I'm like, it's going. I'm mm. like, as good as it can go. 
And, uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, me and you were kind of like, yeah, you know, when they want to get you, when they want to get you at work, you know, it's sooner or later, right? I mean, you have a higher up that's out for you, you know, that's kind of how it is. But I was like, look, I'm not going to let it ruin my vacation. I'm going to have a good day. And, uh, then your wife showed up and the kids and then your wife, my wife met and it was really fun. Uh, of course, my oldest daughter hit it off with your oldest son, which is really good times. So nope, my nope. wife, my wife teased that's her boyfriend, of course. <laughs> but it's just because they got along so good, you know, both yeah. wrestling fans and stuff. So what'd you think of the day, sir? I thought it was terrific. You got food in your mouth again? I'm sorry. I had a grape in my mouth. I was enjoying a delicious grape. <laughs> this is podcasting etiquette. You're not supposed to eat when you record, sir. I wasn't expecting a question to come while I put the grape in my mouth. <laughs> um yeah, it was a good time. I had, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching uh, our kids especially get along. And, uh, hey, I got a sweet Empire Strikes Back drinking glass out of the deal, so that's awesome. Yeah, last time uh, you got me a birthday present. You got me a really cool Karate Kid poster, uh, two of them actually. And uh, then I said, man, I got to get you something. You weren't expecting it. And there was this uh, collection of Star Wars glasses, Star Wars Empire. The old school Burger King Star Wars glasses. Right. Now, I figured you, Empire Strikes Back, favorite movie of all time. You're going to have this glass. But I took a chance and I bought the one. And the lady, when I bought it, it's like, are you sure you don't want the other two? I'm like, no, you know, at five bucks a pop. Yeah. You're charging me a lot here, lady, at a garage sale. I'm like, no, I don't want the other one. That was at a garage sale? Yeah, that was at oh, a garage sale. Oh, she's a criminal then. That was at a garage sale five she's a criminal. East, man. Can you believe that? So, so I was like, no, I don't want the other set. So I pulled it out. I gave it to you. And you actually had a legitimate happy face. So I, I had a good idea that you weren't faking it. So I, I think. Yeah, I did have that glass at one time and it broke. So it oh, was really cool. Excellent. And uh, then we all, I got a ticket coming to see you that was fun <laughs> <laughs> there's always some side adventure when we get together one of us is being interviewed for the newspaper somebody's <laughs> getting a ticket there's always something going on oh man yeah we were um i parked over in the parking lot by the beach and i was like there's no signs posted i'm like oh, easily this is three hours no problem and uh you guys parked pretty close and after our adventure, I come back and see that there's a $15, no, $25 ticket just sitting on top of my, uh, you know, top of my car. Yep. But it, it was worth it, though. It's cool. <laughs> totally worth it. It was good. <laughs> and uh, so did your wife enjoy all the clothes, sir? She did. She was going through some or she was going through them. And uh, yeah, the baby's wearing some of them clothes. It's really cool. It was, it was a good time. A lot yeah. of fun. Cool. Yeah. The kids uh, always call TT. All, all around the house. It's funny. And I learned something about you. We've been friends, you know, for a while now. And uh-huh. I had no idea about your deathly fear of birds. So I've been torturing you with some videos lately. Uh, my- yeah, I would. Uh, I refuse <laughs> to go into the birdhouse at the zoo. Yeah. Who goes in there? What kind of sicko goes in there? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, the wife and I and the kids went out to the park. We took some video, sent it to you. She's like, oh, I need to be Jameson's friend so I could send in some videos. Yeah, that was real sweet. Thanks. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Everybody seemed to enjoy that. She got the picture of me with the I love birds sign. That got some laughs from some people. So It's true. And I did manage to slap you in the back of the head because you were at the stroller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hit you twice. And, uh, of course, she didn't get a good picture of it. So that kind of. Because it never happened. It, it Yeah. <laughs> 
<sighs> it did, but the picture doesn't look too good. So, yep. but it, it was fun, man. But needless to say, Monday I, I go back to work and I'm just like, if I don't expect to hear anything, I would expect everything's okay, right? You're like, I would think so, but nope. Tuesday is the day they pull me in. They're like, hey, you know this this situation you did, we can't prove you did it, son. I'm like, I did it, you know. What are you gonna do? Fire me? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? What a challenge him on that one. There, there was actually some different verbs there, you know, like me uh-huh. crying from my, you know, job and all this and that. But you know, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. But uh, you know, afterwards, you know, me and you, I was just like, look, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. I don't know if I should continue podcasting, you know. And you're just like, look, man, you know, take priorities, you know. And I took a few days. And then I was just like, you know, I definitely want to continue podcasting. You know, you do the same thing over two years. You know, you're just like, wow, how, how, why would I want to stop doing that? You know, uh, but then of course your schedule is going to be insane. Bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. So with the latest underground hour episode that I released this past weekend, I'm not sure if you listened to it yet or not. Negative, sir. Okay. I got a new segment on there. Hopefully you dig it, sir. But what I was explaining is on that episode is that um, you and I, we're still going to do all the episodes we promised from all the voting and everything like that. It's just a question of now, when does it happen because because of, you know, schedules and all this and that. So in order to keep the show going, you know, kind of therapeutic for me is uh, I want to do an episode once a week, whether that be underground hour or maybe just do a few solo episodes here and there until we can get together. But I was going to run the movies by you first, make sure, hey, nah, I don't really want to be on that. Or if you're like, yeah, I want to be on that. For example, when Men at Work, I was like, hey, Men at Work, you're like, dude, I got to be on that. So I'm like, okay, cool. We shall save that, add it to the list. And uh, so I threw up Gremlins 2, The New Batch, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You were like, ah, it's cool. Go ahead. And so far, Gremlins 2 is winning. Yeah, it's a blowout right now. Yeah, so that is going to be the next review. Obviously, it's not going to be this week because, hey, you're getting summer school with Jameson and I. So next week will be Gremlins 2. And then after that, we will get together. What's our next movie going to be? What do you think we should do? Mm, That's a good question. Because Stand By Me, that is just whenever that happens is whenever that happens. That's going to be a special episode. We're trying to get that. We're trying to make that all work. Yeah. So do we want to do something funny because, you know, Dumb and Dumber was one of the ones that was on the list. Or do we want to do Better Off Dead? You know, that's what I was thinking. I think we go into Better Off Dead. Okay, so we shall do that. Better Off Dead. Good times. And this movie in particular, Summer School, this was like a year in the making, man. We we promised this movie like when we first got together, we're like, yeah, we're going to do some summer school. And it just never happened. Hey, we always deliver. It might take us a year. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we did Coming to America. Now it's time we do summer school, right? Yeah. Hey, I listened to the Punisher episode. Yes. I, I want to hear your thoughts, sir. Let's let let <laughs> go ahead, sir. First off, high energy episode. Uh, nobody seemed sleepy at all in that. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Say that again. What? I said there was a high energy episode. Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, Nobody seems sleepy. For the record, that was in my depression mode of <laughs> if I should continue on or not. So I did apologize on the Underground Hour episode. <laughs> like, hey, I'm back. I'm, I'm, I have a new. Because the thing is, is that the nation is going to take a journey with me through my job hunting. Uh-huh. So it, it's a new light at the end of the tunnel versus on the Punisher episode. I was like, this could be the last episode. This could be it, guys. <laughs> yeah. So okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Um, 
Yeah, I completely disagree with both of you. Uh, but <laughs> we love you. And- you showed that movie way too much love, but but I got, hey, I got my email in, so that was good, right? That Dude, was that, an in, insightful email. That was pure poetry, man. I'm telling you, man. That was the only thing to make Jason laugh the whole episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, he sat there and just like he's drunk. <laughs> uh, oh man, but that was a good time. It's always it's always good to hear you two together. Yeah, and uh, you know, you sir, you've been pretty busy. Yeah. Uh, you've had some excellent reviews come out on some uh, real reviews, mm-hmm. uh, which has been great with all the new movies you've been seeing. And I didn't actually think you were going to promote your theater that's been hooking you up. I thought that was supposed to be secret, secret. But you must have been told now's the time you got to advertise, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. The word came down that, uh, yeah, they want a little something. So, hey, no problem. I'll give it to you. You're going to let us get in, get in free. Here's the best part. Nobody knows this little thing. So I went to go see Earth to Echo last two weeks ago, right? Right. And uh, get in for free. And uh, my son got in for free with me. I get a guest every time. Nice. This is nice. So so, uh, so, so I, Mike doesn't go with you then? Uh, we do We do for about half the movies we see together. But okay. our schedules don't always jive. Okay. So that one, I just like, I'm going to go. I brought my son. He got in for free. So I was a big hero at the time, you know, and. We go, and uh, during the trailers, the movie, like, the top two feet of the screen was covered by, like, a blind. Like, I don't know, like a shade. Right. It was kind of weird. And so it was kind of cutting off. You could see through it, but it was dark. And uh, so my son's like, man, what's going on with that? So I'm like, all right, well, I'm a big shot around here, so I'm going to go <laughs> and see what's going on. <laughs> so I go out, and I find some guy. I'm like, hey, there's a problem with the screen. No, remember, this is all just during the trailers, all right? Right. Like, yeah, there's something. There's, like, a blind or something covering the top of the screen whatever so he comes in just as the opening credits for the movie are starting he hits a button the blind goes up screen is perfect the movie is i mean just opening credits are starting cool we watch the movie we come out they're handing out passes for free movies to everybody hey sorry about the picture uh, sorry about that here here's free passes for your next movie blah blah, blah. yeah but it, they fixed it at the perfect time so they didn't have any exactly. reason to give that i was out. like dude you know i mean the picture was fine it was just during the trailer he's like ah oh, take take the passes <laughs> and my son's like well we got it for free i'm like you, you listen to the man he said take the passes <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome so we got it for free and then got it uh, got free p- tickets on top of it can't be that dude that was the moment that you like took your hand and like kind of slapped his face a little bit like shut up <laughs> Hey, uh, she doesn't need to know. Right, exactly. That is yep. excellent. And uh, yeah, man, it's been Movie Mojo. You finally got a new episode out. That was cool. Uh, you guys totally destroyed Transformers, which was awesome, I guess. So I'm the, <laughs> I'm the only one that liked that movie. Uh-huh. You are. It's true. Man, um, I watched a crap load of movies, man. Uh, on my uh, unemployment days, I- I've been doing good of uh, sitting around catching up on movies. Uh, have you seen some of the new movies I've checked out recently, man? I have seen some of them, yes. Okay. Well, do you know the ones I've checked out? I guess. Some- um, I do remember the the Hercules movie. Oh God, the wrong Hercules movie. Yeah, I watched. I watched. Uh, 300 Rise of an Empire first, oh. and then I watched... Oh, and then you just went to the bad. Yeah, uh, which I gave it two and a half stars. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be, but there's no way in hell I'll ever watch it again. Right. 
Uh, it, it was pretty bad. And then uh, I watched Escape Plan. I absolutely loved that movie. It was great. I know you kind of trashed a little bit, but that's okay. You know, you're the more critical side of things on STL, which is okay. That's we need to have the balance there. Right. And then uh, I flip and loved Riddick, and you're just like oh. insane. I did not have any flying car. Dude, those were terrible, man. Riddick Whatever, was, dude. Riddick was in my. I think it was in my top three worst movies last year. <laughs> I know it was in my top five worst movies of 2013. Okay. And then I watched The Heat. Very good. Sandra yeah, that's Flick. a funny movie. Yeah. But the movie that shocked me the most was Your Next. This is the one that has like the Wyatt family, you know, dudes with the mask. Uh-huh. It was phenomenal because of the fact of it was so refreshing that the main star of the movie was actually a super smart girl that is way smarter than anybody in scream ever was this girl was a warrior man it got to the point where i felt bad for the bad guys because i knew their death was going to be worse than what the bad guys were doing originally in the movie Hmm. it was a fantastic horror movie It, it was a refreshing horror movie and something that i totally loved and i highly highly recommend it nice and then I watched Hours with Paul Walker. Yep. And I, I said, I'm like, anybody who's ever had any issues with Paul Walker's acting needs to watch this movie because, man, he turned on them tears in an instant in certain scenes, had me going, man. The premise of the movie, which I really didn't know, is that uh, his wife dies at childbirth and he has a daughter who's five weeks premature and he doesn't want his daughter. He just wants his wife. He kind of has a hate towards his daughter in the beginning of the movie. But this takes place during Hurricane Katrina, and of course she's on, uh, she's in a, you know, those ventilator things. She's got to be in it for at least forty-eight hours to help her breathe. Once she cries, that's usually a good sign. Of course, everything comes together. He realizes, you know, this is his daughter. He's got to take care of her. Well, then the power goes out, and the battery he pulls out only lasts for three minutes. Now you know. When you, it, you use a generator, you know, to get the battery going, it's one of those weak batteries. So the more he does it, the less time the battery holds a charge. So eventually it goes from three minutes down to it, it gets pretty low. And it's just the adventure of him trying to get help for both of them while doing that. That, that three minute timeline is what creates the tension in the film, which is what makes it so fantastic. Him trying to run and go to, you know, talk this, do that. It, it's phenomenal. It, it's excellent. And with it just being two people in the movie, it's kind of like buried. Uh, it's fantastic. I loved it. It's by far Paul Walker's best acting performance ever. It was it was beautiful. And it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's such a shame a lot of people don't really know about this movie. So and uh, I, I said I was going to give a review on it uh, when I got on the next episode. And I know you haven't checked it out yet. Not yet, no. But uh, it, what makes it so great is when you get the the tension of other people coming into the hospital. That's where it gets really insane. So uh, I, I five stars all the way. It was my favorite movie. If it came out this year, it would be my favorite movie of the year. But it was December of 2013. I wish I would have watched it then. I talked to Watson, my boy Jason Watson. He can't even get through half the film because he cried too much. He's like, it's been really hard to get through that movie. So I told him, like, you got to force yourself through it, man, because it, it's so worth it. So I highly recommend it. But uh, try not to watch it around any women because all the men out there are crying. You're going to look like sissies around you women. So there you I go. I felt the same way watching Riddick. I cried many times. Trying to make a bad joke there, there sir. I know. <laughs> it's okay. 
<laughs> but it, it's cool, man. You know, I liked it. You didn't. It's all it's all good. But for the most part, you and me, man, we pretty much 90% of the time agree on movies. So, you know, we can't agree on everything, right? That, that wouldn't be fun. So Indubitably. So needless to say, man, I highly recommend out of all the movies I've seen, check out Your Next and Ours. Those two were fantastic. Great, excellent horror movie and a, a, uh, an you know, an emotional, nail-biting movie. Ours, Paul Walker, his best acting performance and his second-to-last movie ever made. So there you go. All right. All right. Well, sir, uh, we're kind of on a time limit, so why don't we cut all the news? It's been fun catching up, and why don't we roll right into our review of Summer School? Yes, sir. You know what we need? I mean, besides bread. We need a woman who appreciate what we have to offer. Freddie Shoot loves to cut class, hates to do homework, lives for summer vacation. But Freddie, you're a semi-charming guy and a real snappy dresser. You're just not the kind of guy I date anymore. Yeah? What kind of guy you date now? Oh, the kind who wears socks. And the only reason he hasn't been expelled yet is because he's the gym teacher. Oh, Mr. Shoop. At Oceanfront High. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. No, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. You in this class, too? Mm-mm. I'm teaching them. No way! Right off the bat, you show them who's in charge. Hmm? Please take your seats. Where should we take them? Who is in charge? I recommend this time I pass. You're going to do well, Jerome. I can feel it. I've seen some new students. Very scary. <laughs> There's a very valid reason for summer vacation. The human brain needs rest. I know you guys aren't exactly fired up about English, but we're stuck here. We're trapped like rats. The tension breaker had to be done. Mark Harmon. You need an intelligent, sensitive man who can skate. Kirsty Allen. Do you know such a guy? Oh, they're hard to find. In the Oceanfront High Summer School Class of 87. They're as smart as you and me. You and I. All of us. Paramount Pictures presents a new film by Carl Reiner, Summer School. I love this film. It had passion, a plucky spirit. Dave, I agree with you. Thumbs up from me. Same here. To sum it up, I'm Jansaw. I'm Dave. We'll see you at the movies. All right, sir. So, Summer School, man. This is a movie, 1987, man. And uh, this is a film starring good old Mark Harmon, who now is famous for NCIS. Uh, is he NCIS or is he another? He's the regular. Yeah, he's, he's NCIS, yeah. Okay, yes. And uh, dude, score by Danny Elfman. Great yep. stuff. And we have a Courtney Thorne Smith, who we first talked about in Revenge of the Nerds, too. Uh, mm. Interesting to talk about in this one. Good old Christy Alley when she was smoking hot back in the day. And we got some real fun loving characters in this film. This is a movie, dude, that I probably watch maybe once every two or three years. It's not a movie that I have to watch every year, but if it's on, I want to watch it. If I like, I shuffle through my DVDs, I see it, I'll throw it in. It's a, it's a good fun flick. I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie of all time, needless to say, but it's definitely a fun movie. So what's your thoughts overall? you know, history and all with this movie. 
Yeah, I I really love this movie. Uh, well, okay, I'm with you though. I mean, it's not it's not a great movie, you know, like ah, oh, must see. But it's fun movie, and, and for me, I go on my summer vacation every year. I'm leaving for my summer vacation in a couple of days, and I disappear off into the North Woods for a week. And I have I every year I bring my little portable DVD player, and I have like six or seven movies that I bring with me every year that just are summer slash camp movie so every year i bring meatballs i bring the great outdoors and summer school is always on that list too yeah boy of movies that i just i have to watch while i'm on my vacation up uh, up on the lake in the woods and for some reason summer school is always in that rotation every year so every year around this time i'm watching it anyways so it's very fortuitous that <laughs> uh, that we decide to do this one right now it uh, came out on July 22nd, 1987. We're only, there you go. So, you know, it's kind of good to do this movie right about now. We're almost at the anniversary, if you will. So, yep. good times. So, sir, you know, this movie this movie is a movie that doesn't take itself very seriously. There's only one scene we'll talk about when we get towards the end of the film that really drives me crazy. But it's definitely a movie that is It's 97 minutes. We like these movies. Sure. The, ones, the ones that get to the point. They, get in, get out. They get in, get out. You have a few laughs and boom, it was super fun. So movie starts off and we got what? Mr. Shoop. Mark Harmon, he is our, what, he's a basketball coach. He's, right? he's the gym teacher. Yeah, physical education teacher. He's, he's the slacker gym teacher who who brings his dog to work, I guess. Yeah. And you can do that. Uh, you know he's cool because he's always he's wearing uh, Hawaiian shirts. You know, he doesn't take it serious. It's true. He is preparing to leave for a vacation with his girlfriend to Hawaii. This and, is the last day of school. Right, last day of school. And we have our douchebag of the movie, Vice Principal Phil Gills, who mm-hmm. uh, I don't care any other movie this guy's in because he's absolutely a jerk off. Yeah. But he's really good at it, though. He's looking for, you know, he needs people to run summer school. He thought he had a teacher who was going to do it. But what this guy do? He won the lottery, right? Right. The summer school teacher hits the jackpot and <laughs> 50, screw it. Yeah. He's like, I thought you were a man of your word. My man of my word needs cash in $50,000. Sue, you know, dude. You know what what I like even before this is the very opening of the movie where the the students are finding out our, our cast of characters we're kind of meeting real quick. They're finding out that they have summer school here, the last day of school in what is presumably the last couple hours of the oh, last day of school. True, true enough, yeah. And the school security officer is walking around just handing them, like, basically, like, tickets. <laughs> letting them, I mean, it, it seems as though they have no idea that they have that they are having to take summer school until, like, an hour before the school year is over. All of a sudden, Johnny, the security officer, comes by, like, oh, here, by the way, you're ta- you're in summer school. You failed. Right. Is it, Aren't you supposed to know, like, a month in advance or something I mean, like that? You think you know, like, you you failed English. <laughs> like, a big surprise. You're cleaning out your locker. Like, this is going to be the best summer. Because they're all like, this is going to be the best summer ever. And then, what? I, I, I have to take summer school? <laughs> right. So ridiculous. I mean, I knew, hey, I had to take remedial English summer school my freshman year. So this movie plays a little close to home. <laughs> I knew well in advance that I was taking summer school. Oh, so you had to do summer school for the exact same subject? Yes. I, well, my, my freshman year of English, I, uh, I went to English class the first day. I was like, huh. I don't really care for this teacher all that much. Well, English class was my last class before my lunch. Well, I just decided I'm just going to take two lunches for the rest of the year. And then I went back 
uh, roughly uh, a week before the end of the school year. It was like, so what do I need to know before the finals? And my English teacher, who I hadn't seen since the first day, was like, oh, it really doesn't matter because you're not going to pass. Oh. Like, oh, so I'm taking summer school this year. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So that's how that works out, kids. I had summer school one time. I think it was in like sixth or seventh grade, and it was terrible. Horrible food, cheese sandwiches, crappy pizza. Oh, it was terrible. And, man, school is so bad. My kindergarten, you know, my, my youngest is in kindergarten, and she was told she had to do summer school this year. But that was also the whole class had to do summer school because nice. my my fifth, you know, my oldest daughter is in fifth grade. She has to learn algebra, for God's sake. Yep. I didn't have to learn that till high school. So needless to say, the standards are, are way high nowadays. And I'm not going to send my five-year-old to a high school with a bunch of scary dudes and her not learn anything during summer school. So I sent her to all the summer reading programs and work with her at home and all this and that. Plus she had a terrible teacher as well, but hopefully that person isn't listening to this podcast. And if you are, I apologize. (laughs) You're not really terrible. Please don't take it out of my kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But needless to say, hopefully first grade goes better, but I did summer school once in my life and thank God I never had to do it again. Amen. But, But if you want to consider all of high school, being at home, homeschool, I guess you could say that was summer school all year long. But I, There you go. But uh, let's talk about our, our main cast here, dude, because we actually have a full class and they decide to take off. So those guys clearly, what, they failed, right? Summer school? Those guys <laughs> That's what I love, back? yeah, because initially there's like 30 people in this class. And then within minutes, most of them leave. It's <laughs> just gone. Like, okay, we got thin the herd down, make it manageable. Right, we got a we got a brother. We had to go to the bathroom. Yes, he had to go to the bathroom, and so he he came back at the end. You know, he was in the bathroom the whole movie. Oh, wait, that that's my thing. This movie <laughs> doesn't really take itself seriously, but no. it was it was that stupid joke that I was like, seriously, that was the dumbest thing in this whole movie. Is this guy like I I my zipper was stuck? You were in yep. the bathroom for that. I that was that moment in uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Where John Candy turns into a flipping devil, where it was like the scene that didn't have to be there. This right. was the scene for me of like that did not have to be there. It was so stupid, you know. But eh, whatever. It was towards the end of the movie, you know. Yep. But but needless to say, I like our dudes that we got. We got a, a pregnant Rhonda who would be Shawnee Smith, who I actually got my wife on this. So I was like, I was like, well, that's Shawnee Smith. She's from Iron Eagle. That's her first movie. She goes, well, not according to IMDb. Well, I was like, you know what? IMDb is wrong. She goes, well, no, IMDb has everybody's listing here. I'm like, you know what? Watch this. Pull up Wikipedia, typed in Iron Eagle. There's Shawnee Smith. I'm like, booyah. There she is, Iron Eagle. She's the girl that spills the coffee all over her dad so she can get the blueprints. I know my Iron Eagle, girl. And, of course, Sean. Do not mess with Mike and his Iron Eagle. Right, because I got your ass on Jason Gedrick a lot of times. He will cold cock you with Iron Eagle. (laughs) It's true. So, Shawnee Smith is pretty famous now for the Saw movie. She was Jigsaw's right-hand woman, if you will. And then she did the TV show Scream Queen. So, she's pregnant. She's good times. Uh, I like our boys Chainsaw, a.k.a. Francis, Dean Camera. This guy's the king of sex comedy, if you will, right? I love... I love him in all of his ski school movies and just horrible 80s raunchy resort movies that he's always in. Just just B movies. Movies that are playing at 12 o'clock on the USA Network. Right. Just I love him, but Chainsaw is the best. 
He is. He really is the heart and soul of this whole movie. I mean, let's face it. He has Chainsaw's the... who I wanted to be when I was in high school. Right. Which probably explains why I got remedial English. <laughs> uh, but I used so many of his lines in high school. The classic, take your seats, where should we take them? All that garbage, <laughs> all the stuff that he and Dave do. I thought that was just the funniest stuff in the world. Yeah, he is great. I, I think he only has one line where I thought it was kind of too cheesy. Um something about going to the bathroom or something. I don't know, but uh, he was excellent. You know, him and Dave, I mean, Dave, the guy who plays Dave, Gary Riley. I don't know if I've ever seen this guy in any other movie. Yeah. I can't think of anything that I've seen him in. I did look him up though. And there was something he was in. Oh man. I can't look him up now, but he was, he was in a movie. Um, Oh, he was, he was, uh, the, the Sandlot. Oh. He was in The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Okay. Yep. All right. So uh, we have uh, Larry, who looks a lot like Jim Carrey, I might add. He's our, yeah. he's our male stripper by night, always asleep in class during the day. Right. We have our football jock, Kevin, uh, who, who's become very attached to Rhonda, uh, who's yep. pregnant, really doesn't care that she's pregnant. We have Geeky Allen, who is oh, way, Allen. way beyond geeky. I mean, this guy is annoying. Beyond annoying, right? Yeah, Terrible. that's that's what I have. Alan is so annoying. Right? I, oh, I can't, I can't stand him. We could cut this guy out of the movie, and it would raise it a star. <laughs> You're not that's how I feel. Now we have Denise, who was Kelly Joe Minster, who I really enjoy. If you watched Nightmare on Elm Street recently, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street Four. She's the swimmer, the one who didn't believe in Freddy. Uh, she's in a lot of movies, um, but needless to say, she's the dyslexic. Uh, girl, she's the real smart mouth. She's real funny, good times. Um, then we have uh, Jerome. Uh, who's – oh, Jerome is what? Jerome has to go to the bathroom. Okay, he's the guy that goes to the bathroom, so we see him twice. And then our big boys, you know, Dave and Chainsaw. And then we have a beautiful Italian transfer student, Anna Marie. Anna, Anna Marie, uh, otherwise known to to uh, Austin Powers fans as a lot of vagina. <laughs> <laughs> excellent now we have the uh my favorite of the group uh which would be the beautiful of course Sam. uh courtney thorn smith who as we like to say is in love with her teacher mm. uh and very but she just wants to go ride a gnarly wave that's right. all she wants right and in all reality she likes Mr. Shoot because she, she thinks he's cool. She really does need a place to stay. That's legit. And it's kind of cool when she says, you know, you're just a phase. I'm over you. But, you know, she's definitely – I think she gets like the most – I don't even want to say character development, if you will. But she's the one that really goes from a different point in the beginning to a different point at the end versus Chainsaw and everybody else. It's pretty much the same person from beginning then. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of – transformation i guess yeah there's not really supposed to be you're just supposed to have a bunch of fun teenagers just have a good fun ride and you know she's really the only character that goes from kind of a quiet girl moves in with mr shoot gets pissed off when christy alley comes over and then decides she kind of gets kicked out then she gets over him and then she just wants to be friends and everything's cool at the end she's really the only one that goes from a big a to C versus everybody's kind of A and B, if you will. So yeah, there's not a whole lot. I mean, I Shoop is really the only one that does any real 
transformation, if you will. Right. I don't know. So Mr. Shoup, he essentially is told by, you know, vice principal that, look, if you want to stay a teacher next year, you're going to have to cancel your trip to Hawaii, which she had a bogus girlfriend who didn't really like him anyways, said, if you love me, you'll drive me there to the airport. But Mr. Shoup, he's like, okay, I, I'll just wing it. I mean, how bad can it be? He doesn't really know how to teach. And he does come across Robin Bishop, which would be Christy Alley. Uh, so what do you think of Christy Alley and, you know, Shoop, Mark Harmon, all that stuff? What do you think of these two? Uh, <laughs> I guess I, if you're if you're into that kind of thing. I, <laughs> not, so, so you're not a big Christy Alley fan. OK, I'm not. I never understood the love for Christy Alley. I just never understood. I never understood people that thought that she was attractive. Hey, if you do the more part to you, I just never got it. Dude, let me let me refresh. Courtney Thorne Smith is a twenty, and Christy Alley would be an eight. Oh, an eight. I mean, I'd give. I'd say a three. <laughs> no joke. I just do oh, not man. see it at all. Look at this guy over here. There's something about. I don't know. I just. I never got it. I don't know if it's the smoker's voice or the creepy eyes or. I just. There's something about her that kind of uh, repels me. So. <laughs> what it is it's all good in the hood man it's all good yeah so all right man so basically uh we we get established all the guys in class you know they think mr mr shoop is our teacher it's party all the time i love i love when chainsaw dave break into the eddie murphy song when they find out shoop is the teacher party all the time party all the time (laughs) yeah it's great and pretty much is is this the point where the class leaves and then we only have a bunch okay that's what I thought. And those yeah, guys. Yeah, because they, they all go to the bathroom. Is that what it is? They decide. Wasn't it? They all run off. Yeah, because the, the class, we whittle down to our main characters right around here. Right. And the thing is, is that uh, do we have the bet where they have to do the favor or is it. Oh, they, that's later. They do all the stuff like they field trips, right? He's like, what do we do? Well, first, Let's do yeah, first trip. they they uh, they go on a field trip. You find out like, hey, we. Chainsaw mentions like we want to go on field trip. Like we can do that. Oh yeah, I got permission slips right here. So they go out. They do some go karting, some roller coasters off to the beach. You know they they they're having a good old time until Alan's grandma, I think, busts them out to the vice principal. Yeah, because they they go to the beach, then they go to the theme park, the petting zoo, and then Gil finds out at the petting zoo. Because Alan's Alan's grandma finds a thing from the petting zoo. Uh, and brings it to Gil. Yeah. Like, this is what we do. This is what you're doing. And, and of course, Gil, the whole movie, just wants to get Shoop basically, you know, fired, whatever the case well, because, may be. Yeah. Right. Because Shoop is, he's lost his girl. Uh, so he's trying to horn in on Kirstie Alley for whatever sick reason. And, <laughs> and Gil is, has got her, you know, they're, they're dating. Whether she's happy or not, they're dating. And he sees that Shoop is trying to, Scoot in on her, so he's doing. He's got a vendetta against Shoop through the whole movie to get rid of him, because he knows that this is the year he's up for tenure, and then you can't do anything about it. So, of course, it plays into every movie surrounding a school. There's tenure is always brought up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say I have no idea what tenure means. Let's just pretend that I don't know, <laughs> which I really don't. But anyways, <laughs> what is tenure? Ten. ten tenure. I never understood this. 
Yeah, t- uh, tenure is basically you're you're a professor, you're a teacher, or whatever. You get to a certain point, and you're basically untouchable. You get tenure now. You, it's like being made partner at a law firm. So you're firm, the so. union at that point. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're basically you get to a certain point uh, of years accumulated or whatever, and you and and things done, and you get tenure, and then you're basically there for life then until you want to leave so you could sleep with your students then and it's all good exactly you could sleep with your underage students okay no problem all right so basically uh you know shoop's ready to leave but he he has an idea what if i can get the kids to pass their test and then gil's like i'll go ahead and play along if you can get all the kids to pass the end year term or the end of the term test you get to keep your job so Shoop's like, fine. And that's when he comes in, what, Mr. Uh, Mr. Suit and yeah. re- ready to rock? It's time to get serious, man. It's all business. Playtime is over. Is, you, know it's, you know it's not playtime because he calls Chainsaw Francis. Right. And Francis gets pissed. He's ready to leave. He's like, Dave, he called me Francis. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but it's Mr. Shoop, man. And then Mr. Shoop's like, look, guys, you know, I don't know how to do this, but it's we need to work together. You know, it's like my ass and your ass basically. Right. And I like that. It's cool. Mr. Shoop never loses his, his cool factor. I mean, obviously he goes to jail and all this and that throughout the movie and stuff, but it's cool that he is just so open and honest. And that's what people love from teachers is just to have that, you know, you're, you're my best friend kind of thing. You know, that's what I really enjoy about his character the most. Yeah. The, the thing I like is that Shoop is a, is a perfect fit for this crew. You know, when they first all get together, you're like, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess of kids. Right. And Shoop is very much, I mean, they see it like, oh, he's our teacher. Oh, this is the best. This is going to be great. This is the end of school. And so he kind of has the same attitude. I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. You know, let's just get through the year. And then, yeah, when he kind of gets his back against the wall, he's like, look, we got to band together, you know? <laughs> It ain't gonna be any good if I if this doesn't work, and so he offers some bribes. You know, I mean, he's basically like, real. "Look, I don't know," because he comes out and says, "I don't know how to teach. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a gym teacher who barely gets things done." Um, and so he uses the fine art of bribery of just like, "Hey, I'll give each one of you one wish." Alan proposes that, "Oh, how about you give us each one wish, and then in return we'll help you. We'll." do our best to pass and this and that. And so each student is given one wish that he must fulfill, that Shoop must fulfill for them. And that, that's pretty funny what each what each student wants. I, I, I kind of like that. All right. Now I want your Alan impression. Oh, gosh. Oh, come on. Let's do it. I want to hear negotiation. All the, I want to hear your Alan voice. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can get nasal enough for that. <laughs> well, how about you do, is that velvet? <laughs> <laughs> what is that, velvet? Yeah, that uh, Alan... Okay. And he's like, does labor, does labor agree to this? Does management agree to this? Like, I go, oh, he's so annoying. Oh, man. But so everyone gets a wish. And <laughs> Chainsaw, I, I love Chainsaw and Dave's, right? Because they're my guys. Yeah. Even Despite the fact that I hate horror movies, they they review movies in class, which is what? funny. You hate uh, horror movies? What? Man, breaking news. When the hell did uh, this happen? <laughs> this, this just in. You were just um, on screen with me for the last STL Horror Fest, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, awesome. let's let's be fair. You're not a horror fan of the current day. You're a horror right, right. fan of the prior. Because, you know, me and you, we've talked nauseam of our love for the horror movies, of the smart horror movies back in the day. 
It's this. It's the new uh, stuff that's trash. I'll say I hate ninety percent of horror movies. Okay, that's why your next was so refreshing because it was so smart. And the thing is, it was a one million dollar budget, so there's no CGI blood, none of that crap. They had the you. So it's excellent. Real blood. Yeah. So needless to say, your next is going to be on this year's STL Horror Fest. Just so you know, people. Even right. though I already gave my star rating last episode, I don't care. <laughs> You're gonna hear the whole thing. So. Going back to summer school. Sorry, yep. a little tangent there. But <laughs> I, I like the favors we have. All right. First one, we got driving lessons for uh, Denise, right? Yes. This, she cannot drive. Oh, this girl. She, w- let's talk about this. Number one. She sees a car coming on the other side of the road. What does she do? She pulls over, son. I love that she, that Shoop has Chainsaw and Dave in the back of the car when he decides to give her the driving lesson. Oh, we're dead. They're like, oh, that's all right. We'll get out and walk. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're dead. Oh, it's nice knowing you. And then the parallel parking. That's my weak spot. Listen oh, to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's That's her big thing. She can't parallel park. She cannot drive. She cannot get her license. Now, uh, then Rhonda gets Lamaze classes. Right. Needs a Lamaze coach. Kevin gets football lessons. Yeah. Uh, Dave and uh, basically Dave and Chainsaw want a part. They get three because you know it's two well, they get, those guys and they again, get Chainsaw. Three. Chainsaw says, uh, uh, Dave says I want a party. Right. That you host at your house for all of us. Right. Chainsaw says we want a screening of the seminal classic, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, here in the in the classroom. And then since Anna Maria, like she's like, oh, I don't care. Like, good, we get her wish too. And I, what was her wish? That's what I was just gonna ask you. What was Dang her it? Wish? <laughs> Can't remember what her wish was. I was it going to the beach because I remember they said we gotta get her. We gotta yes, see her in a bikini. It was going to the beach, and that's when she was gonna take off her top. And that's when Denise comes over. Girl, this ain't. I forgot what she said to her, this, but it was so funny. Oh, yeah. She's like, this, this, uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember. The, the French look, Riviera. Yeah, the look on the, on their faces of disappointment was just utter greatness. I loved it. And uh, what what is the nerd one? I forgot. Uh, who, who cares, right? <laughs> right. Who really cares? Uh, so basically, we get to the party, right? And that's kind of where things kind of go downhill if you will because there's this couch and they got a firecracker <laughs> and the dog the real fun dog is has been learning how to do fetch the whole movie and they throw they throw a firecracker out and that's when the dog brings it in sets it on the couch couch gets set on fire and they take the goldfish and they decide to they dump the aquarium out. yeah they dump the aquarium out murdering the goldfish as shoot puts it in court which i love and the and the house is basically trashed at that point so then the driving lessons, uh, Chainsaw will later crash Mr. Shoop's car. And then the boys have alcohol. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just, the, the, the whole Chainsaw driving when he goes to get his license, oh, it's just a classic. Yeah. yeah another like, one of, another one of the great Chainsaw lines that I always used. Oh, I got to keep one hand free <laughs> to put it on the babes. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, he calls him so many names. He's like, no, I didn't really mean that, man. <laughs> Don't you ever yell at the driver. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that was good. But, yes, they, getting back to it, yeah, they have the they have the party. They have the, uh, the driver lessons. They they show the movie, uh, which which Shoop calls the uh, – as, as they have 
Leatherface with the chainsaw cutting people up, and the and Gil comes walking in. What are you? What are we watching? Oh, it's the newest thing from the district about uh, safety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, at, at what point is it that Mister? Sh- oh, Mister Shoop gets pissed off that they don't want to study because of the fact of oh, it's time to renegotiate. As right. Alan they get greedy. It. Yeah, they get greedy. And that's what Mr. Shoop's like, look, and it serves him right. He should get pissed and he should walk out because of the fact of, look, you guys murdered my goldfish. You set my couch on fire. You wrecked my car. I went to jail, all this and that. And you guys don't even want to give a little effort to study to pass this stupid test. And his ass decides to walk out. Right. Well, I mean, he gets himself arrested for them for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Exactly. You know, he catches chains on them, boozing it up. You know, he's he's the the other part of this that I really like before he walks out is where he's trying to teach them to play off of their greed because he knows that they're selfish high schoolers. So he's like, well, look, here's a, something. If you just learn a little bit of this English, there are free things in the world for you. You can get things for free. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. You ever have anything that breaks or anything like that? Chainsaw's like, yeah, these glasses keep breaking. He's like, great. You can send a letter to the company and tell them and, and sign it Francis, not Chainsaw. And you know, make it official looking and send it to them and they'll respond to you and it's pretty pretty incredible. Lie a little bit. <laughs> yeah, lie a little bit. <laughs> Which leads to one of my favorite things towards the end of this movie, but um, yeah, and so he gets, you know, they just keep using him and keep using him for more and more until finally, yeah, he storms off. It's like, screw you. You can have a sub. And they get that wonderful sub that shows oh, up. Th- this is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Now, my oldest daughter, this is funny. You know, Tabby, she, she loves to watch movies with me. And what's so great is, you know, we watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure the other night. Yep. And then we watched, you know, uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Uh, then we watch the early mornings. We watch summer school. She has no idea how old these movies are. She, and there is something she calls out where she's like, well, why would somebody do that? That doesn't make any sense. And of course, I don't want to explain 80 log- 80s logic to her, right? I'm just like, oh, you know, it's just a movie, you know? And for the most part, she's loving all of these movies and has no idea how old they are. And I know, I'm, I think it was... Uh, real films or real reviews you were saying yeah i can't shove these movies down my kid's throat because they're like dad this is crap but i'm well no it's that area they 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 love these movies but some of them they some of them especially the ones that are dated they kind of like oh i don't quite feel your same excitement for you (laughs) well i mean let's face it this movie aged very well just like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead, even though you got those huge monitors and all this and that, that movie aged very well. This movie aged very well. So I think that's the thing. If yeah. the movie ages very well, it I, I don't like to use the word timeless because in when you there's those movies that you're like, well, that's not timeless because look how old that is. But there are really some movies that are timeless, but I like the I like to say it did it age well. You know, and for the most part, I mean, look back to the future. That movie's aged perfectly well. And mm-hmm. so, so many of the movies that me and you talk about all the time, one of the reasons why we pick them is because they age so well. And we pretty much know before we even go into the review that, yeah, chances are this movie is going to age well and we're going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yep. So this is definitely a movie that 97 minutes, it's super fun. It's not a five-star movie, but it's aged very well. It's super fun. And even your kids today could sit down and watch this and enjoy it. And the scene that she just loved was 
the the subs you know when she sees blood and guts and she's like how yeah. did how they do that how, how is that guy his guts hanging out she was so curious how did they pull that off you know and she's like what's that thing in her mouth how did they do that you know and that's what i mean good these these makeup effects dude are so good i don't know what the budget was on this but for for just a simple comedy these special like these gross out moments are almost better than some of the horror movies that came around this time well well but you you have to have that if, if you uh posit that chainsaw and dave are monster monster horror fans uh and and i mean that's they their life is uh, you know, they, they surround their life with horror movies, specifically the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's all they deal with. Uh, you know, that you're gonna have to have a scene in there where that comes to fruition. So, you have the sub that walks into the classroom, they're trying to scare her off. So, these boys use all their technical knowledge that they've gained from watching <laughs> horror movies to make a freak fest in the classroom, a murder scene. I love what you go, Oh, is it? Which which one of the girls comes running out? Like, don't go oh, in there unless the, you got a gun. Denise is the one that run out. And when I saw her, I said, she looks exactly like she did when Freddie got her. <laughs> don't was, go in there unless you got a gun. <laughs> now, uh, so, hey, we have, uh, let's set this up. We have Anna Marie. She's on the side of the room with the noose around her neck, yep. hanging with a, with a knife in her chest. Then we have uh, Jim Carrey, Larry, the stripper. <laughs> He's got his intestines hanging out yeah. uh, on a table with an eye hanging out. With is he the, he has the pencil going through his eye, right? Yeah, and he looks pretty content about the whole deal. Yeah. Then we have uh, Rhonda, who has uh, the, she has this. I don't know what the hell is in her mouth, man. What what is yeah. supposed to be in her mouth? Because that thing is huge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, it's like uh, it's, it's like a like a Beats Dr. Dre Beats speaker. One of those. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's yeah, something like that. Yeah, it looks like one of those got shoved in her mouth. Is exactly what that looks like. Then we have uh, oh jeez, um, Alan. Oh, what happened to Alan? Now who cares who about cares? Alan? <laughs> who cares, right? Then we have uh, Kevin. Who has his? Uh, he has a hand touching his face, and you see his no. eyes moving while this is happening. So clearly, he's not dead, folks. Come on, pay attention. Um, and then that's when Chainsaw and uh, Dave come out with their chainsaws and stuff right. like that. It's it's excellent. And now, Mister Vice Principal douchebag, he's actually scared at first, and then you see him start smiling while the other teachers start screaming during this scene. No. Yeah. So Man, I, we are almost done with this movie already. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> so it's so good though. But I love it. It's my favorite favorite scene. And you know, they, he what does he do? He tries to teach these guys, right? And and they decide that no, we don't want to do chapter seven again. So we're gonna hum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that, man. My kid was cracking up on that scene. And he's like, chainsaw. What do you? I don't hear any, uh, sir. Please take care of that noise. You know th that that's what I'm talking about. Is he says something in this part that drives me crazy? The way he gets up and rolls his eyes, I'm like, dude, that was so cheesy. Why'd you do that? Yeah. But it's it's a funny sequence though. Overall. But this is also, I I think this is the time when the box gets delivered to the school to Mr. Francis. No, that was during Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Was it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was. That's why, right. that's why Phil comes in. And he's like, what are you guys watching? He goes, well, this that's is for right. you. They open the box and they all – and those glasses, the one that Rhonda was wearing, those are yeah. the Back to the Future 2 glasses that Pizza Hut gave out when you ordered a pizza back in the First day. First off, I love everything about all these sunglasses because he opens up the box and Cool Dudes Inc. Sunglass Company – has sent him a whole box of sunglasses because he sent the letter complaining about the sunglasses that broke. So he gets he gets this response from Cool Dude Sunglasses, <laughs> and it is full of the greatest 1980s sunglasses you've ever seen. I mean, you got the classic like uh, shutter shade sunglasses, which are making a resurgence right now. Thanks, Kanye. And <laughs> But then you've got, like Mike said, the Back to the Future ones. You've got the ones that look like something that Hollywood, R.I.P., would wear in in uh, one of the Mannequin movies. Yeah, Mannequin 1, he wore the ones that Rhonda was wearing. Those yeah. Those talking about, yep. I mean, there's so many just multicolored, different shapes. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It made me pine for those great days of the 80s. It is excellent. I, I was depressed because when I saw Rhonda's glasses, I said damn i used to have those uh-huh. and and my daughter's like hey let's go find them i'm like they got thrown away my parents threw them away because they were yeah. dumb you know there's a bunch of stuff that i go specifically on ebay just to rebuy that i had as a kid that my parents got rid of really annoys me man i mean of course not now because i don't have disposable income but you know what i'm <laughs> saying you know back in the day when i had a job i used to go on ebay and rebuy all this crap i used to have as a kid because my parents threw it away so yeah you know what's the coolest thing i had as a kid that my parents threw away i i had uh from the video store and this is back when vhs was the thing people there was no such thing as dvd this is vhs i had a a life-size display back to the future michael j fox coming out of the car with this hand looking at the watch the other hand with his sunglasses said back to the future and it was the 3d one you know the one where you got to put together and it yeah they threw that out sons of man Mm -hmm. you have to rebuy that i got one i could sell it to you yeah whatever all right (laughs) so back to the movie yeah going back to the movie anyways uh those glasses are great excellent good times i love them all right, and, well, let's let's fast forward to where we were. Uh, so basically, uh, the vice principal is like, "Look, I'm gonna get you another teacher, you know, and I'm just gonna teach for us today. Let's do chapter seven again." They decide they're gonna hum to annoy him, and they decide they want to get Mister Shoot back. He's like, "Why would Mister Shoot come back the way you guys have been?" Right. You know, that's basically it. So they go and plead in their outfits, mind you. Uh, to the beach where he's clearly miserable. You know, his dog playing fetch throws his favorite toy out in the water and it's get lost forever. <laughs> and uh, they come disgusting looking on the beach. He's like, why would I want to go back to you guys? I'm living on the beach. You know, I obviously have no income coming because I quit. And, <laughs> and, you know, he's like, hey, you know, he'll give you your job back, whatever, you know. And uh, that's when they decide, look. We'll go ahead and we'll study, blah, blah, blah. We need you back. And that's when uh, good old Courtney Thorne Smith's like, you were just a phase. I'm over you. I just want to be friends. I say we have barely talked about Pam this whole movie. It's true. So the whole dynamic between Pam and, and Kirstie Alley's character and all that weirdness that went on. So her favor is she doesn't tell him at first. She's like when the time is right. So he comes home one day from teaching everybody, sees Pam uh, just chilling sitting at his doorstep he's got two bags full of groceries he's like oh crap i know what this is this is your favor to move in with me and she's like look it just be temporary whatever you know and of course she has the family 
in the backyard, right? I mean, why is it she can't uh, stay where she was, sir? I, I have no idea. It's because she had, they had more kids, remember? She didn't want to stay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, yeah. But she's got a little thing for uh, Mr. Shoop. Well, yeah, of course. Because he, he, when she tried skipping class one day, she was caught try, out there trying to surf, getting ready to go surfing. She was brought back in by Johnny, the security officer. And Shoop kind of leans in and is like, look, you had to go for it. I'm a, I'm a surfer from back in the day. The waves were perfect. The, the break and the, all his jargon. And he's like, you had to go for it. And she's like, oh. And that's. Oh, like stars in her eyes all of a sudden. That's when they fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, she's, I'm moving in with Mr. Shoop. And, and it's so weird how quickly she just kind of assimilates herself into like being his girlfriend kind of thing like making dinner for him and doing all this kind of weird stuff i don't know what it is but i love when she gets pissed at him when christy alley comes over yeah and like you know what does she call him martin right no freddie freddie yes i I wish you would have told me if you were bringing a guest over i would have made more than just two next time you should let me know you know it was phenomenal man i don't know what it was i just love her face and what she says and just the way she takes off it was great i agree so yeah i mean overall man that's what i mean uh she has the most character development we didn't even talk about her exactly <laughs> who cares right but but it was fun i mean the cool thing is is that uh at least mr shoop Clearly didn't go down that road, which yep. we all know he wouldn't, but it's a good thing they didn't decide to do that. A black comedy would have, of course. And it's cool that Pam essentially kind of got over it quick and decided just to be friends. And it, there, there was no bad blood between them. So I like that. At least that there wasn't a bad taste in my mouth when the whole situation was said and done, basically. Yeah. So... Uh, what else do you want to talk about, sir? What else did you, they get? You got to forgive me here. Normally I take notes, but halfway through the movie, my wife came down and I was like, well, I got to stop taking notes because, you know, she I thought she would want me to shut this off. I'm like, I'll just take notes later. So I finished up. I end up finishing watching the movie, but I didn't take any notes. So I figured I'd look for your expertise. Yes. At this moment. But you probably didn't take notes either. Expertise. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. So, yeah, at this point, they uh, they kind of plead their case. But really, it's it's time to take some finals tests at this point. Right. Uh, yeah, basically, they, they show – we got a montage. We can't have yep. an 80s movie without a montage. Amen. Now, our 80s montage is them studying, and I love Chainsaw. His mask on his head, <laughs> it looks it looks like he's wearing that while he's studying. Brilliant. Yep. I love it. Uh, they show the boys, Chainsaw and Dave. They're, uh, what, parking attendants during the, like, yeah, like on their off time? Yeah, like valets or something, yeah. Yeah, and they show them studying there. And then uh, they show uh, Alan has his grandma come over, give him a banana. Uh, we just we just have who cares over- about Alan, right? Who cares? <laughs> Take that guy out, you got an extra star. Uh, but anyways, it, it's a good it's a good montage, good music. It's a fun thing. But my favorite part is seeing Chainsaw with the mask on top of the on top yeah, of his head. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It was excellent. Yep. And then we get to study time. So right. the mo- the montage is over. And now it's uh, it's what test time, correct? I believe so. Yeah, because basically that sounds right. Yeah, they they go and it, it's time test, which I hate time test by the <laughs> way. So much pressure drives me crazy. And this is the one where you have to use your pencil to open up uh, the booklet. 
And uh, they have a security guard. I, this is the point where what's his name? Jerome comes back from the bathroom. Right. He comes back from bathroom. Where you been? I, yeah. My zipper was stuck. And, and he, he's the one that finishes the test and aces it, mind you. He right. He gets like a 90 something percent. Yeah. He hasn't been in this whole movie, but he clearly didn't need summer school, obviously. Uh, or maybe uh, maybe he did. They don't really get into it. But this is the point where he comes back. He's going to take the test. Does the stupid joke about being in the bathroom for six weeks. Yep. And Shoop is administering the test now. Yeah. And at this point, Rhonda is having contractions. Yes. And uh, she's timing it the whole time. And I love the part where is a chainsaw that flips the coin to determine the answer. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's it's another montage, not as fancy as the no. uh, as the training study. Just a little one. little time lapse. Yeah, them taking the test. We have a uh, shoop that's sitting there doing uh, what reading a surfer magazine, I think it is. Of course. And uh, yeah, it's essentially them taking the test. Nothing too fancy, but uh, it's kind of interesting because of the fact of uh, we're getting down to the wire. Rhonda needs to go. And the boys decide they're going to do C, 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 C for the rest of the test. So, yep. so I've, overall, I've what done do you, that before. So overall, what do you think of this, uh, you know, the, the, the test, the big moment of the film, I guess? Yeah, it's all right. You know, I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy special about it. Yeah. They're taking their test. The, the suspense is, what are the results? Are they... You'd, you'd think like, oh, of course, right? This movie, they're all going to pass. It's going to be a miracle. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Before rewatching this again, because it's been at least five years since I watched this, I always had a problem with the cheese factor ending here of, oh, they all failed. But look how much they raised their grade. For some reason, now it works for me. I have, uh, But they didn't all fail. Right. They, they failed didn't, collectively as a group. Right. They didn't they all to, fail. Right. Right, they had to hit seventy percent as a pass fail is seventy percent, and so you come in like well collectively as a class they scored sixty three percent. So the, the, Gill's using that to the principal or to the dean or whatever of like well we've got to get rid of Shoop now. He they failed the class failed. They got sixty three percent as a group. No tenure for this guy. He's out. I'm keeping Kirstie Alley for whatever sick reason. And <laughs> here we go. This is the great ending to the movie, right? And yeah, like you say, there is a lot of cheese factor as the the students all come pouring in with their parents. They all come in to plead the case for what a great teacher Mr. Shoop really is. Look, my kid's really dumb. And he had a, he went from a 28 to a 53. Okay, now pop, great. Pop, pop quiz for you. Chainsaw's dad, the very first guy who talks, right? Yeah. Do you know what movie he is from? And I'll give you a hint. He's a sheriff. Nope. Halloween 4. All right, then. He's Sheriff Mills. He's the guy that takes over uh, the sheriff from number one and two. So he is the sheriff of Haddonville, uh, who has the blonde daughter who gets a shotgun shoved in her stomach by Michael Myers. So I saw him. I was like, oh, Sheriff Mills. Woo-hoo. So good times. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, uh, we kind of have a little bit of a cheesy moment, but for for the most part, it actually worked for me this time because I actually did think they all failed. So it was cool that some of them did pass. And I love when, who is it? Is it Dave that passes and chainsaw? Yeah, Dave got a, Dave got a 72 chainsaw, got like a 60 something. He's like, dude, you passed. You, you ate. He's like, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like, I, I'll fail. I can fail it. Let me take it again. I promise I could fail it. Oh yeah. That, that was my favorite part. Uh, of course, uh, Denise, Denise passed, mm-hmm. which was cool. Cause she's the one that had the most, um, actual limitations because she was dyslexic. So not only did she have to 
you know, get learn how to. No, Denise didn't pass. She didn't. Denise went from like a six to like to like, like a forty or fifty or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like Denise. She had a six. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because she was because her mom was all excited for her for getting like a fifty something. Okay. Now, who cares if Alan passed or not? Yeah, well, nobody really cares what happened. <laughs> now, now, did uh, Larry pass the stripper? I think he did. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, no. He was just short because his mom goes, "I should have busted you stripping a week earlier." Oh yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what. Yeah, he got like a sixty-eight. Yeah, he's like, and of course, retests can be, and that's when retests can be allowed, right? They kind of convince for, for Rhonda because she was pregnant, right? Exactly. So yeah, and the thing is, it's like you know, the guy takes the overall average, and he's like, look, Mister Shoop raised these guys by over one hundred and thirty percent. That's teaching. You know, and when before I was always like, ah, BS, whatever. That's just, it's <laughs> just, what well, it's just a happy go lucky ending. But in all reality, I like this because of the fact you're right. You go in thinking they're all going to pass and they yeah. don't. This is like the Rocky ending, you know, if you will, but not really. Cause that one's actually more superior than this one, of course, but you get what I'm saying. It's going down that line of they're changing it up, not making you think all the good guys actually win in the end. Some of them lost, you know, but right. You still get the happy-go-lucky, good feeling of, hey, Mr. Shoop, he did a great job, job teaching them. He gets to keep his job, and maybe the other ones have to repeat, repeat, you know, high nope. school that great again. They don't get into that, but you don't really need to. So, you know, that's- yeah, it makes me sad thinking that like Dave gets to move on to the next class and Chainsaw has to stay a year behind. Yeah, that makes me sad thinking of that. Yeah, it's those true. two aren't together. <laughs> Man, that's not right. It's terrible. <laughs> Is this how the movie ends? Uh basically, yeah, right. Well, it it ends with with he and Kirstie Alley walking down the beach, and her basically like, oh, oh you know, yeah. we, why do we hang out? We're good dinner. He's like, well, you keep turning me down, and she's like, well, ask me again, and then they fall into the sand and. They're making out, and she's like, "We'll talk about it over breakfast in the morning." <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> gross. So, yeah, that's how it ends. He gets the girl in the end. Okay, now before the test results, you do find out Rhonda gave her daughter up for adoption. Right, right. She had the baby, gave it up for adoption. Yeah, they all did get together, kind of hang out, you know, the calm before the storm, if you will, and they did congratulate her on that and stuff. So that was cool. So, indeed. So, uh, needless to say, sir. Um, this is where the fun begins. I'm very interested in your score. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Okay. So. Uh, You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, please do. Okay. Uh, yeah, this movie, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of. Let me, let me say this. I don't have, I can't find anything I don't like in the movie or have anything Mm -hmm. wrong with it, but I can't give it a five. Oh God, no. Uh, like three and a half. It was kind of mad. I like this movie. It's fun. There's, it's really kind of just brain dead eighties comedy yeah. for me. It's, it's, I mean, it's not anything close to any of the great eighties comedies. Um, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. Like I say, I watch it every summer. It has really good rewatchability. It's one of those two that you just kind of, you can just have on and listen to and you doing stuff, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it is, it's uh, a three and a half sounds fair. A three and a half sounds right to me. Okay. Because it's, it's not like it's a smart comedy. It's not like there's a whole lot of growth. If you take Mark Harmon and or uh, Chainsaw out of this movie, it 
piece of drops trash. way off. Yeah, it's a piece of trash at that. Point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I really dog Mark Harmon in this movie. Um, he he really made it. You know, his charisma really made this fun. If it was kind of anybody else from that time, it probably would have been kind of bad. So yeah. Yeah. Now. If we take Alan out, does it go to a four and a half or just four? <laughs> I try to watch the movie forgetting that he's even in it. Okay. So, yeah, when he's on, I, I start humming when he's talking. Right. And, you know, you're like, hey, why? I'm like, no, just don't worry about it. I got to hum at this moment. Okay. All right. So yeah, annoying. I'm the same. Three and a half, solid, solid three and a half for sure. It's not going to change the world. It's a super fun movie. I definitely enjoy it. But if it's a movie, it takes me, you know, two more years before I watch it again. I'm not going to cry about it. So it's definitely a super fun, layback, chill. If you want a fast movie, a fast, fun movie, this is a movie to throw sure. in. 97 minutes gets to the point from beginning to end. It's it's over before you even know it. So exactly. So there you go. All right, sir. Well, that is it for our review. So let's get into the emails and hear what the STL Nation has to say. One shot. All right, sir. So since this was kind of uh, a surprise, if you will, sprung on people. Last thing I want to do is announce something that, uh, you know, we weren't going to record. We have some emails from prior reviews, namely coming to America. All right. But we did tell a secret person about this movie and they did write in. So so that's coming soon. All right. Here we go. Coming to America by Tawana Divers. Oh, Diverse City Williams. Excuse me. All right, here we go. So you ready? Yep. What is up? See, she does it too. What is up, Masunis, Jameson, and STL Nation? I really enjoyed the Coming to America episode. It was one of my favorites, if not my favorite STL episode so far. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because it was dedicated to yours truly, but because it was a really great review of a great film. Plus, we got the added bonus of freestyling, Time Traveling Peter coming on to represent the STL Nation. Thanks again to Peter for uh, filling in and giving Masunas the much-deserved verbal smackdown for the super long wait. In all seriousness, no, in all seriousness, yeah, in all seriousness, though, thank you, Masunas and Jameson, for your part in the episode too, especially all the singing and the spot-on impressions. <laughs> Woo! Dude, that Coming to America episode is gold. I think I've listened to it like three times. Oh, uh, it was a good time. When I need a laugh, I just throw that in. Coming to America is a five-star comedy for me as well. It is my second favorite Eddie Murphy film. It's tossed up between Raw and Boomerang for the number one spot. My favorite parts of the movie are the same as everyone else's, I'm sure. But what I did notice some years ago while listening to Earth, Wind & Fire sing Reasons live in concert when frontman Philip Bailey introduces the sax player after the the obligatory, thank you, sir, 80 sax solo, he says, he plays so beautifully. Don't you agree? <laughs> Don't you agree? And ever since then, I'm like screaming sexual chocolate at the radio. It's crazy. <laughs> Here is a link to what I'm talking about. It starts at 6 minutes, 24 seconds into the clip. Listen 
for yourself and let me know. I never heard Eddie Murphy explain where the character comes from in interviews, but I'm guessing Bailey is in there somewhere. Anyways, that pretty much sums up all I wanted to say, except for congratulations to Jameson on your new TV show and happy belated birthday to you, Masunas. I can't wait to hear what new word you make up for the next year. <laughs> Ooh, I can't even remember what I even said. <laughs> but then again, I'm used to waiting by, but then again, I'm used to waiting by now. Last one, I promise. All right, that's it for now. See you online. Take care. Diversity. Woohoo. Very good. Oh, man. Good times. So, and for all those who listen to the Underground Hour for Name That, uh, what movie am I? Mr. Ivan is the one that guessed it. So, there you go. Just to give you guys a heads up. For, so, what, for what movie am I? Uh, yeah, I did a new segment. If you would listen, you would know what I'm talking oh, about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did. If the, I'm not on it. I'm not listening. I to did it. the music version of uh, what movie am I? So it's right. it's music clip. You know, just listen to it. You'll get it, sir. We had to talk about this offline, but you clearly forgot about it. So, yeah. yeah. All right, sir. Uh, stand by me. I'm not going to read that one, obviously. Uh, OK, Mr. Good old time traveling. Peter wrote in for summer school. Here's what he had to say. Greetings, Miss Jameson. And the STL Nation, yes, Jameson is here. You better sit down for this, uh, but he, you better sit down for this, but here it comes. Okay, I don't know what that means. This was the first time I've seen this. Oh, that's what he means. Woo, wow. I've always heard of this movie, but I just never got around to watching it. I like Mark Harmon, but I'm not all familiar with any of his earlier movies. Watching him made me think of the, stu- the studio said, hey, we need an older Tom Cruise looking guy. Does he have a second cousin? And Vice Principal Gills looks like what Steve Carell looks like now. How uncanny. I like all the students and each of their stories. I wish they were a little bit more like troublemakers than just slow learning students. They make the students from Sister Act 2 look like the students from Dangerous Minds. My favorite scene was when they staged the class to look like a massacre. I really enjoyed the look. It's no secret I'm a fan of practical effects and everything worked. I wonder how old Chainsaw was in real life because his 5 o'clock shadow was worse than Mark Harmon himself. (laughs) Speaking of, I think he did a great job portraying a gym teacher who doesn't know how to teach. I enjoyed every scene he was in. I think Christy Alley was meh. Couldn't that's right. Could have done without her. And though the uh, and throughout the whole movie, I wonder where that big black guy went. I think they pulled that off great. Whatever. He comes <laughs> back to take the test just to disappear again. Laugh out loud. Your STL connections is of course the pretty twenty-year-old Courtney Thorne Smith from Nerds Two, and the girl terrible driving Denise was in Lost Boys. Huh. I don't remember her in Lost Boys. I saw elements from a lot of 80s movies here and there, and perhaps it wasn't as great as it could have been, uh, uh, but due to it being released the same year as RoboCop, Coming to America, Spaceballs, Inner Space, to name a few. It's a good movie, and overall I give the movie 3.75. So he rates it higher than us, sir. All right. I enjoyed it more than I liked it. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it more than I liked it, if that makes any sense. Mike, I'm glad you're still recording and holding it down. You're a trooper, my man. And until next episode, time traveling, Peter. Well, thank you, sir. Very good. Oh, good times, man. And I believe that will be it. Um, I thought about writing in for this one. Uh, what? Oh, I said I thought about writing in for this one. Oh, you did? 
I thought about it. I got one more. I found it in the archives. It comes. Woo, here we go. It comes from Elizabeth Theater Geek Bullington, somebody who All hasn't right. wrote in for a long time. Here's what she had to say. Hey, Mistunis, haven't seen uh, on my face. I haven't been on my Facebook, and I just came back from California from visiting my aunt and friends, and uh, I came back a couple weeks ago, and I saw you reviewed Coming to America, which is a great movie, one of my favorites, and it's so funny watching Prince Akeem, played by Eddie Murphy, and Semi, played by Arsenio Hall, going to New York City and showing you how clueless they are and all the funny characters they meet, like Randy Watson, Sexual Chocolate, Reverend Brown, Clarence, Saul Morris. I love his characters, and Eddie and Arsenio, they played them all, which is just crazy. I love it. I love this movie. Me and my family watch it all the time. And we repeat every line by heart. I give it five stars because it's just awesome. Keep doing great work, Masunis Jameson. Take care, Elizabeth Bullington. So, kick ass. Ooh, good times. Thank you so much for writing. You know what's funny? I got Netflix because it's free, you know, and when you're unemployed, I might as well do something, right? Get, yep. I might as well add on to the bills, right? Not like I right. got money coming in or anything. So, with that being said, I decided to get Netflix. I'm just joking about that because I did file for unemployment, but hopefully <laughs> I get approved for that. I'll find out tomorrow. Wish me luck. Okay. Anyways. I got Netflix and I added a bunch of movies that I actually have on DVD, but I just wanted to throw on Netflix because it's just easier. I kid you not. Every time I throw on Adventures and Babysitting, my wife and I spend the first 45 minutes quoting every single line of that movie. And my oldest daughter, she's like, do you guys really know every line in the movie? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, would you stop? We're like, no, if you don't like it, leave. You know, so. you get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, man. So that's definitely a movie that she does not like it. If I quote a movie, vice versa, I don't like it when she quotes a movie, but there's something about that movie that we do together and it works. I don't know what it is. So, Hey, just remind me not to watch that movie with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Well, uh, how about, uh, we'll save, uh, what movie am I? It's four to two. Uh, I know we were supposed to do two of them today, but we're kind of short on time, so we'll save that for the next episode. Why don't we roll into the music spotlight, sir? All right. All right, let's do it. Okay, sir, for the music spotlight, I got a great song I just came across. I love it. If you are in the STL Nation Underground Hour, you would have seen the post I did. So uh, it was on, I don't even know how I heard it, but uh, I'm a big fan, of course, of the Iggy Azalea, you know, fancy song that's uh, guest stars Charlie uh, XCX. So she did this song, which is called uh, Boom Clap. It's super pop, dude, but it's super good. And I mm-hmm. guess it actually comes from the movie with the girl who's dying that has the things in her face. The Vault in our stars. Yeah, the big tearjerker. I had no idea it was from that movie, but I nope. when I watched the music video, they were playing that. I didn't care. So I got the song. I fell in love with it. It was an instant, like, 10 out of 10. It was a great song. So I thought, hey, might as well play that for the music spotlight because it's fantastic and people should download it. It's great. So I think you'll dig it, sir. It's good times. All right. So. That being said, sir, why don't uh, we let people know what to expect from us in the coming future, sir? All right. What are we doing? Uh, okay. So we said earlier we're going to do uh, 
classic movies Masuna's never seen. So yes. our next movie together will be Better Off Dead. Love so, it. So make sure you write in for that. And do you remember the email address, sir? It is stlpodcast at gmail.com. Woohoo! You are so good at this, man. Nice. Did you get a second memory or something? Yeah, I've been I've been backing it up a little bit. It's all good. And uh, so when you and I get together, that's the movie we're doing. Yes. Uh, next week, you're on vacation, so I hope you have an excellent vacation, sir. Make sure you report in to us on the STL Nation group. Let us know how things are going, sir. Uh, I will be finally doing the sequel to the Christmas episode I did two years ago, Gremlins to the New Batch. Uh, what's great about this movie, why I'm so excited, it's a completely different movie than Gremlins 1. Uh, everybody knows Gremlins is my favorite Christmas movie of all time uh, because I'm psycho, I guess. Uh, so I cannot wait to talk about the sequel. And it, it clearly blew up the vote. Everybody wanted to hear that over Pee yeah. Big Adventure. So I am super pumped for that. And then uh, the following week, I'll throw up another vote for you guys. And uh, we'll just continue on and uh, throw up some underground hours. And we'll just keep STL rolling because that's what we're going to do. So, yes, we're not going to let no jobs stop the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know when we're getting together next for this Better Off Dead, but it'll be it'll be sometime in August. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. In the meantime. Uh, whenever you are doing any new episodes for uh, Real Reviews, you'll post links to the main source of food for the STL Nation is in the Facebook group. That's where we post everything. We got some new members. We got four new members this past week, sir. This is Bonsai! Awesome. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just go to Facebook, type in the STL Nation. Very simple. You'll find it. Click uh, you want to join. And then come join us. We post crap every day because we have because <laughs> that's what we do, man. It's good times. Yep. And uh, let's see what else you got going, sir. With you on vacation, you gonna be doing any more shows? Yeah, actually, uh, that, that's that's why this week is so busy. I'm getting stuff done in in order to go on vacation. So we have, uh, of course, our our new real reviews. Uh, the new one will be reviewing uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That'll be our new one. Um, and I will have one coming out while I'm on vacation uh, talking about whatever crap movie comes out this weekend. It's a bad weekend for movies this weekend. Oh, um, sex tape, I guess, will be reviewed. I don't know. Um, yeah. it's uh, The Purge Anarchy, that'll be one of them. That's the only movie that looks somewhat interesting. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so real reviews uh, every 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 week, every Friday that comes out. Um, uh, Jason and I just had a new episode come out this past weekend of Real Films Podcast, where we discussed the documentary Twelve O'Clock Boys. And I, we will be- I can finally watch your crap now because I have Netflix. I got hey! documentaries, so there you go. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, we have a, we'll have another one coming out while I'm on vacation, where we are reviewing the documentary Cropsy, which is a uh, kind of a scary little documentary, man. <laughs> so it's a, it's like a ghost story. Um, but that's what's coming out there. And, of course, Movie Mojo Monthly coming out randomly uh, discussing the big movies of the month. We'll have one coming out at some point. Excellent. You want to know what's scary? I've had this weird obsession with reviewing Batman 1989 on, okay. on eBay reviews because, you know, it's the, the 25th anniversary just a few weeks ago. For some stupid reason, it's my fourth favorite Batman movie. And I have this obsession that I just want to watch it when I get done recording. I have no idea why. Why I'm reviewing all the old crap I used to have, but I'm like, this isn't even my favorite Batman movie. Why am I like looking up all this crap? I have no idea. That's what's scaring me. So. Hey, I'm gonna find. And by the way, I'm gonna find some of those uh, stickers to put on the back of your car. 
Oh, yes. Thank you. Well, the Batman so- family stickers. Oh, that was so long. <laughs> okay, this reminds me of the dude at Face versus Heel. My parents died 20 years ago. <laughs> hey, hey, don't say that to me. My parents died 20 years ago. Oh. Okay, so me and you are part of, uh, I'm part of a wrestling podcast called Face versus Heel. And you and I are part of a, a very active Facebook group call face versus heel we post on there as much as we do the stl nation yeah. but uh there was this guy who is very very sensitive very defensive yes and and, and his defense is always like my parents died 20 years he would, ago no he would make an outrageous <laughs> statement that was just insane and then somebody would call him on it i liked to call him on it because i like to you are the king of sarcasm the right. king it, and he and he admitted at one point that he does not understand what sarcasm is, which only fueled the fire for me. <laughs> and so now I'm just playing to a crowd that doesn't understand, which is fun to me. And so, yeah, and, and so every argument and every discussion would ultimately turn to him not being able to defend his position and then going, well, my parents died 20 years ago, so that's why I think this. <laughs> and then what are you supposed to do? And then you're a dick if you keep going after him. Right. Because... He's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I think that because my mom died 20 years ago. Oh, man, come on. So so the reason why this picture is so excellent is because it has two graves. It says rest in peace with Batman next to it. I'll have to post it to the SEL page because it's it's the classic, the the uh, my... stick figure families that you <laughs> see in the back of like minivans and stuff. And, and it started off as just like the stick figures, mom, dad, kids, dog, whatever. And then it's kind of gone re- more pop culture recently and i've seen the star wars ones where it's you know uh, han and leia or whatever it, it, it robots and ewoks and whatever and i really hate most of these even the star wars ones i i just it's too much but i recently saw <laughs> the, the great ones of a family where it's just two gravestones that say r.i.p on them and then batman standing next to them all, all i could think of when i saw the pictures my parents died 20 years ago <laughs> It's those in the the Ghostbusters ones. Those actually entertain me. I thought those were good. Although the Ghostbusters ones, I don't know. You're a family. Like we're we're four dudes and a ghost that all live together. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> my parents are dead. Oh, that's horrible. That we're laughing about that. Oh man, yeah, so evil man. So needless to say, man, it was great talking to you again, man. Super fun. Um, I can't wait to uh, come back together. Uh, hopefully, uh, next episode, Gremlins 2. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I it's kind of weird going back to the solo stuff, but I mean, obviously, that's how people found the show originally, so it's all good. Uh, but I'm I'm really excited to talk about that because kind of compare and contrast because they are two completely different movies. So please write in for that stlpodcastgmail.com. Uh, don't forget to go to the Facebook page, the main Facebook page. Just type in Sweep the Lake Podcast, like that thing um twitter of course but if you go to stlpodcast.com there's links to all the shows including all of jameson's shows you can just go to the media link there's all the crap that you need just go there boom ready to rock and roll boom so that being said man i had super fun i'm glad we finally did this year in the making review of summer school uh, it was kind of perfect for us because we really didn't have a movie prepared, but this was kind of spur of the moment. And Men at Work is what we really wanted to do, oh but but you can't seem to find a copy of it. So can real quickly. So I want to do Men at Work. I, I when you mentioned that movie, I'm like I used to be a garbage man. I have a special place in my heart for the movie Men at Work. So 
I thought I owned it. I went and looked. Oh, I guess I don't. Huh, interesting. Yeah, this is a pretty low-grade 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, it should be easy to find. Dean so Cameron's I go, in it, right? Yeah, I go to every place I would go to find an older movie. Nothing. No, Nobody has it. All right. Well, so I go on Amazon. This movie's been out of print. The cheapest copy I found on Amazon was going for $50 for this movie, which is redonkulous. So then I'm like, well, I'll just find it somewhere streaming online. It's not It's not on YouTube. I'm trying to find it. What's not helping matters is when you type in Men at Work. Right. That you have, A, the band. All right. The, the band Men at Work. So, all right, I'll narrow that down, cut them out, put in the movie. But then there was also a Bollywood movie called Men at Work, which is all the links I found. I'm like, ooh, it's on here. Press play, and it's some Hindi movie coming up. <laughs> I cannot find this movie anywhere. Well, I'm just going to... I'm just going to make you copy and mail it to you. That, that's what I'm going to do because it's going to have to happen. Yeah, man, we got to go down that dark alley and <laughs> the dark alley has to be the post office. That's just the way we're going to have to do it because Sometimes you got to do it, man. I rewatched this movie and I laugh at every scene that uh, it is such a phenomenal movie. I love Keith, da- Keith, David, or David. Oh, he is so good. Looks like somebody threw away a perfectly good white boy. <laughs> oh man i i fantastic movie i cannot wait so yeah man when we get together man that's got to be one of the next movies we do together because i i just cannot wait to talk about that so i concur all right man well that is it for our episode thank you guys so much for joining us i hope you enjoyed it and uh i hope you had as much fun as we did so with that being said you sir uh, I hope you have a great vacation, man. I really do, man. Because I, I had a fan, I had a fantastic one, despite the fact of knowing I go back to work, what could happen. But uh, I hope you do. You know, you don't have to worry about that. You're all good at work, so no issues. Hopefully, you <laughs> I are. Hope. I hope you have a fantastic <laughs> vacation. So keep Thanks, keep us posted in the nation. Let us know how things are going. You know, if you find any Bigfoots out there, you know. Yeah, you never take, know. Take some pictures. So, <laughs> all right, guys, you have a good one. Take care. Masuna Sal. <laughs>
Uh, when it's when it's time to take the test. You there? Hello. Hello. Sorry, man. My mic cut out there. I apologize. Edit that. Um. Yeah. So you what, talk about you... when it's time to when it's time to take the test? No. Yeah. Just. <sighs> I don't lose, know what you want. Losing my train of thought here. Okay. So right. the mo- the montage is over. 